If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Piraqua. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is an international recording star, renowned wisdom teacher, accomplished shaman, master of multicultural music from jazz to Indian classic to a sound uniquely her own. She opens women up to a part of themselves often long buried or maybe never even discovered. She is committed to helping women experience a true deep love of themselves. She is called by one name, Piraqua. Is she's in a phenomenon in herself, bringing forth an extraordinary healing sound that is part of singing in a range never heard before on the planet. Wow, I'm so excited. Part multidimensional healing, part evoking the feminine goddess within all women, Piracoy stands all alone. She is the world leader in applied spirituality for women. Welcome, Piracoy. Clarissa, thank you for having me on the show. Very happy to meet you. Very happy to meet your audience. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to connect with you and just to know that you are doing this powerful work on the planet. I know I need your work. I'm like, wow, (laughs) this is my destiny. This is divine timing to connect with you this way. When your publicist reach out to me, I had no idea how powerful and beautiful and you're just an incredible journey that you've taken to get here to where you are now. So tell me where you're calling from today. So I am calling from the south of Russia. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. What's the name of the town you're in? Uh, I'm very, actually very close to a village where uh, the Olympics were held, uh, a village called Sochi. And um, this is one of the most powerful places. You know, there's certain places where there's magnificent mountains and charging rivers and uh, incredible power. It's one of those places on the planet, you know, a very, very healing place, very feminine uh, energy. And uh, actually right now here in the south of Russia, I've come to this particular place under a very feminine uh, power mountain here. I have a very close relationship to this mountain. And I'm in process at the moment with a thousand women online um, on a retreat, an online retreat called the Elixir of a Woman. So helping women over seven days uh, transform. So I'm kind of in the middle of this process. Woo! And, uh, 
and I get to speak to you. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. So we get to have that energy. And so is it only online, this retreat that you're doing right now? Yes, this particular retreat is only online. I do do offline, but these days I actually do a lot more online than offline. My offline world is more a concert world. So I do, um, you know, regular tours uh, in uh, Europe, Russia, uh, Asia. Um, and in my touring process, I normally do a very unusual uh program where because of my life journey with working with healing the feminine body and doing uh, feminine practice and I've, I've kind of been the author of, of about maybe 10 or 15 different women's practices to help women to restore their connection to their inner love to their body to help a lot of the psychosis that we carry in the body transform and so I have this whole world uh, of practice that women join me with online or offline. But then I married the other aspect of myself, which is I'm a singer, I'm a composer, I'm a performing artist. And so I have a whole body of music that women can access through YouTube. Um, I say women, some men listen to my music too, but particularly with their women because they listen yeah. to it when they make love. Yeah, <laughs> that's the purpose. Oh, cool. You can listen to it when you when you make love and feel more connected yeah. and 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 yeah. healing. You can do make that making love part of the healing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so I've married these two worlds together uh, on stage. So I will bring an audience into a state of real celebration going through a lot of uh, healing in in the concert. And then the second half, they will come into a very deep meditation process uh, with me. And I'm using uh, my healing voice. And when I say healing voice, I mean, any, any voice can be healing, but my voice has uh, integrated a wolf and world of uh, years and years of practice and um, touching the mystery through meditation and uh, bringing uh, that understanding from being very directly involved in my own healing and thousands and thousands of women's healing directly in the workshop room. So I've been exploring how, for the last 30 years, how to use the voice to activate uh, the body, to clean out the emotional body, to clean out even physical sicknesses, in the body. So in the concert space, people come into a meditation and I am singing whilst they're doing practice with me. So I can have anywhere from a thousand to six thousand people in that space. So I'm regularly on tour with that particular program. Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to hear your singing. I hope we get a little sample of that <laughs> beautiful voice. Yes. And I was also wondering, what is your heritage? Mm. Where did you um, by blood, I'm an Australian, uh, Australian mix, Celtic, Celtic roots, Australian. Um, and that's, that's my heritage. I, I was, I guess I haven't lived in Australia since I was maybe about really, truly since I was about 24 was when I left Australia and now I'm 53. So it's a long time ago. <laughs> Okay, wonderful. We're similar in age. I'm 49. 
about to turn mm-hmm. 50. Wonderful. It's a wonderful time. Um, I, I'm just enjoying this time in my life of getting older and um, discovering more of myself and healing, healing all the layers that need to be healed. But um, but you look so young and youthful and incredible, like you exude this this joy. I mean, do you feel like your singing is the fountain of youth or is it maybe all of the healing that you've done that really brightens your spirit and shines through? Uh, I I definitely think it's a lot to do with the fact that through my own healing journey, which has been a very challenging and deep one, um, that I found that fountain of youth. And it certainly transmits through my voice, but anybody who does do uh, practice with me, they will also use their own voice to take them in to clean the body or energetically, you know, emotionally yeah. clean the body and uh, eventually take them into that source, which I call the elixir, that that feminine elixir of a woman. Yes, that very juicy, sweet nectar of love that's very sensual. And when sensuality and sensitivity is uh, really connected in the body, there is this youthfulness. Doesn't matter whether you're 49 or yeah. 20 or 79 or you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's timeless. It's timeless. It's timeless. And it's um it's very alive. But you know, to, to cross into that, I, I think we're to open that up in ourselves. Uh it's very helpful to be guided there because to to follow through the spiritual pathway in the world, there's a lot of um, hooks and uh, idealism and misconceptions for women, I think, mm-hmm. because a lot of the spiritual pathways have been laid by men and carry traditions that are rooted in the masculine body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's very valid for a man. But for a woman's body, you know, we carry a cycling uh, hormonal system mm-hmm. that is often looked at as something lesser than or a tax or something very hard mm-hmm. and difficult for us women. But if we understand the true nature of our body and that cycling uh, system, then we understand that it is the doorway to that greatest um, feminine elixir. Again, it comes back to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's really the the fountain or the the root that any woman can return herself to mm-hmm. if we're guided there. You can get there without being guided, but it takes a lot lot longer. You know? and maybe and, many uh, lifetimes too. <laughs> if you don't yeah, have that, and I very much have the um, opinion that you know, as the planet is is transforming in such an incredibly radical way and uh, intense way that it is, that the, there's the downside of that and uh, all the traps and the stress and the technological overload and everything that's going on on one side. But the other side is that there's a lot more um, available conscious energy. We're becoming brighter, quicker. We're learning our lessons uh, faster. If the soul, if the person has this thirst, you know, 
to grow, then the the knowledge accessible is so much greater than say when I was growing back in the eighties, you know, in the nineties. Right, right. That makes sense. And and like you said before about how men have laid the groundwork for spirituality, religion, and everything. And I also wanted to mention, I feel like in, in our DNA, in our heritage, there is that lineage of high priestess of these rituals, of these beautiful practices that have been hidden over time because of fear, hidden by the men, you know, like obviously the witch trials and, and all of that of, out of fear of our own incredible feminine power that can transcend all of that, any religion, any spirituality. So, so yeah, and I feel like that is like, we're, we're becoming, like you said, as, as we're evolving, people are accepting that more and just like standing back. Okay. Let the women lead. And I just feel like it's such a powerful time to be alive. Absolutely. It, it feels like a privilege to be alive right now. I mean, I feel like for myself, the journey I was on when I was uh, 23, I was um, <laughs> I was kind of how to say propelled into a massive life change. I was a young jazz singer at that time, and I got absolutely woken up from just deep suffering and a deep ambitious drive that led me to almost that suicidal state. To oh, say, really. Hey, yeah, hey, what's wrong with me? How am I losing myself whilst I'm actually following my dream? You know? yeah. That is so interesting because it's like you think this is your dream, but your destiny was calling for something so much greater for humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it was waking up to that was painful. But once I woke up, it was really a sense of coming home because what I fell into when I started to ask that real question, where am I going wrong because I'm not happy, you know? Where have I lost my way because success has not made me happy, you know? And asking that, that curiosity, that real- were you in a relationship at that time, a romantic relationship or no? No, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had come out of one some months before that, maybe a year before that, but no, I was not in relationship at that time. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but I fell into this extraordinary relationship, which I would say is one of, well, perhaps the most profound relationship of my life. And I fell totally into this connection with the earth spirit, with that feminine principle. And it was such an extraordinary awakening I went through at 23 when I fell into the feeling, the resonance, the vibration as as a singer at the time, singing myself into, let's say, the vibration of the earth and realizing that coming up through the earth was this fundamental principle of love nurturing everything and when I realized that suddenly my body made sense to me suddenly my life made sense to me suddenly my purpose made sense to me and that was when I was I realized that I was here to serve uh, this feminine principle you know this life-giving principle and say 
okay, well, how do I sing for you so that other people can wake up too and realize that we've been kind of uprooted from our original source connection to, to our mother planet and to that bigger principle of the feminine soul, let's say, or the cosmic, you know, the cosmic feminine. And although it sounds like I'm very feminine-oriented, I'm not, because if we look at the way that this universe works, it's perfect balance between masculine and feminine principle. And she is totally in love with him and he's totally in love with her. And without that sun and the earth, you know, the, the light and the dark and the he and the she principles totally working together, we, we just wouldn't have life, you know. And um, so it sounds like I'm very, like, feministic. I'm not at all because I realize that this feminine principle lives inside of woman, it lives inside of man. Mm, and um, Thank you for saying Mm-hmm. Yeah, when woman disconnects from it, she becomes so much more masculine that she starts to lose connection and trust in love, in life. She doesn't love her body. And when a man loses connection to it, he becomes so um, driven and so mental and disconnected from his the knowing of his heart and his trust in love. So without feminine en- energy being at the centre uh, of the body, we have a very uprooted planet, you know, of human beings. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we need that masculine in our own lives. It's like a dance. And, but also we need that divine masculine to help us. It's like that yin and yang, that giving, oh, receiving yeah. to help us just like open up like a flower. I know that I absolutely need that in my life for sure. Definitely. I I can totally attest to that because when I had that realization, I would say that the next step was that that masculine energy came into my life in the form of a Native American medicine man. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I ended up becoming his wife and. Oh, wow. uh, For 11 years and had a child with him. That's a long time. 11 years. That's a significant part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was, so it was till 24 till about 33. And um, it, it was a huge transformation because it was the first time in my life that a very mature man totally saw me and loved me <laughs> yeah and and also um stripped off a lot of really ugly ambitious egoic layers ah, that yeah. how old was he just out of curiosity when you were 24 he was 50 yeah i was 24 he was 50 so okay. it's a huge age gap yeah and, and he knew he was married to other people and and you had to meet the wives first to get approval or Yes, it was It was that he carried a vision that he would have seven wives and uh, that he would help each one of those women become, you know, the fullest, most powerful women that they could be, you know. And uh, so that was his calling, if you like. So it was a very difficult calling and it was a very difficult calling to be part of that calling. But you could see the original root of the calling was to serve life and to help wake myself up and help wake other people up so he was a part of that 
that waking up, you know. And once that 11-year journey was done, it was done and life moved me on. And and just staying with that that principle that when a man really loves a woman, mm-hmm. you know, she becomes more bright, more beautiful. I have an amazing husband um, in my life. We're married together for 12 years and uh, we co-create everything that we do. So all my courses, he helps co-create, um, my concerts, he helps to manifest. Um, and we've very much, you know, that masculine, feminine um, principle, just loving each other uh, through daily life, through the simplicity of just daily life. We know each other really well. Mm-hmm. We're very easy to be together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that consistent um recognition from him that wow you're beautiful you're amazing and uh i fully support you know you and and likewise me for him so it's you know this is this is where we really start to see that when we fully take back this original nature of love and loving ourselves and then we bring that into relationship there's an amazing potential between uh, man and woman to mm-hmm. to really birth something that is uniquely their own in that special combination of love. Yeah, and I feel like I, I'm going to um, probe you a little bit. I feel like you were a, about to say something. I feel uh, about like how he was saying, well, you're beautiful and you're amazing and you have so many talents. There's something more. Is there something more that you wanted to say that he sees in you? Uh, I I very much, when he says you're beautiful, it doesn't just mean I'm physically beautiful. He sees sees the essence of what this this woman is, you know, and he says, that this is my love and my care to make sure that gets birthed into the world properly, you know. Yeah, that so moved me. <laughs> I'm crying right now. Oh, such a beautiful. <laughs> thank you. It's such a beautiful, like unconditional love, like divine. It's so. It's like divine love, you know. It's truly like no attachments you know just like supporting each other and feeling and i and i also feel this is a very interesting thing actually because many people say well i want to meet my soulmate right which means uh-huh. generally that your souls have been together you uh-huh. know and it's a reconnection yeah. of the soul reconnection of the soul throughout throughout this space-time continuum but we actually made a conscious decision and particularly my husband he said I want to be with a woman where there's no past, ah. where total clean love just for each other's soul now. Mm. And that's how it is. So there's not all these memories of, I definitely had that with the, with the first husband, with the medicine man, a lot of that. And I know that kind of karmic love is very dramatic, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it tends to, to spin around um, very deep uh, past experience together and you trigger each other a lot you know 
But no, my love with this man is uh, very present and not loaded in past. And that's a great pleasure. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Amazing. That's, that's so um, wonderful and interesting that he had that insight to have mm. that intention, you know, to Why not- did he have that insight? Because, I mean, obviously he attracted a, a powerful woman to him, right? So yeah. that suggests that he has some special quality. Well, when I met him, he was surrounded by powerful women and all of them were Russian women, but he was surrounded by powerful women, you know, all teachers and things. And they all loaded him with, I remember you when, you know, in a past life. Oh my gosh. They were, oh gosh, how interesting. Interesting. (laughs) And he realized that that's really traumatic, you know, when, uh, when people unload the past memories on each other, it's it's yeah. not um, it's not fun. That's for sure. It's very traumatic. So that's he said, "Okay, I'm done with that story." And, yeah, uh, that's interesting. I know. I mean, it's like you you would never do that anyway. I don't think to anyone, but um, it's just so amazing. What a spiritual. That's pretty deep. Uh, spiritual man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and all of these women around him—they were just like supporting him. And then you came in as a shining light, as a potential partner. Because did any of these women want to be his partner? Uh actually, some of those women had been his partner. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, over the years, you know, and. Uh, not together at the same time, but one, you know, one and then of course one and then the other. Right. Yeah. Um, so he did have very deep connections with these women. So he knew uh, a lot about, I guess, love and, um, you know, I would say he probably supported them and they supported him. It was a mutual support. He's a very unusual man in that he's, he has this capacity to be able to, truly see a woman in her depth, you know? And and that is what really allowed us to co-create so beautifully because over the last 12 years, at least whilst we've been in the Russian-speaking world, which is a pretty big world in truth. You may not know that in America. No, but I don't know that. You're right. I yeah, it's, it's huge. It's really huge. And um, because it's not just Russia itself. It's quite a lot of other countries too, mm. ex-Soviet countries. And uh, so my husband's translated me from English to Russian every workshop we've done. So he's literally one man, often with 300 women, a thousand women, you know, in the room. (laughs) (laughs) So he's Russian. And he's Russian. Yeah. And you met him. How did you meet? Uh, I met him in one of those very unusual places on the planet. Uh, It was in India. And uh, there's one place that used to be very much a meeting place for people doing a lot of spiritual practices Uh on the uh, west coast of India, Arambol in Goa. Yeah, Goa uh, is a popular place. I've never been there. I've been to India, but not to Goa. Right. Yeah. It's kind of this place outside of India almost. It's it's attractive. (laughs) Zone world. There's, there's certain places, you know, that attract a practicing spiritual community. Bali's one of them. Goa is one of them. There's mm-hmm. places in Brazil, uh, Costa yeah. Rica, 
you know, where there are these kind of communities that gather together and spend time together from all walks of life, you know, not knowing each other, not with a particular spiritual focus, but um, exploratarians, really, of life. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So let's go back. Thank you for sharing, by the way. Such a personal story. I just love hearing (laughs) the love story that you share with him. And, you know, I want to go back to you and your healing. So why is a voice a powerful medium for healing? Okay, so I mean, By nature, the body is vibrational. And, you know, as we start to get more understanding in uh, quantum physics, we're still baby steps, but, you know, we start to (laughs) understand that, you know, we are vibrational and everything is vibrational. But the voice, your voice is your, um, it's really the bridge between the soul and the body. So it makes a link between that which you cannot see but is the biggest part of you or the formless part of you and that which is the form, which is the body. And the voice connects, makes that connection. So oftentimes when we have sickness, we have disassociated ourselves from the soul and the, the, the direction of the soul, which is not through the voice itself, but it's definitely through vibration and sensation. You know, when we get a, when we get uh, the voice of the soul, it normally comes, you know, in goosebumps or tears or, you know, the heart swelling. Oh, that's what I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and that's how the soul communicates. But if we're not being listening to the soul, um, or we go through very traumatic life experiences. They're happening in the body. And uh, often there's a disconnection process to our bigger nature, and we become very small. And often we get a buildup of traumatic experience, and they get locked in different centers in the body according to whatever the experience was. So obviously if it's a sexual trauma it gets stuck in the vagina, yoni, womb area mm-hmm. for a woman or a penis for a man, or if we get our heart broken, you know, in love or betrayed, or we get put down a lot, the heart energy closes. But when we start to use the voice in a very special way, and this is what I've defined as um, feminine practice, uh, is we use the voice to activate the body so that it starts to get so resonant, the vibration of these centers that are often very tight, very closed, very blocked, traumatized, the voice starts to literally vibrate or shake those centers and becomes the medium to be able to express without words but just with pure sound all that could not be expressed often in a traumatic situation Mm. so for example here's a classic case when a woman's raped normally she is silenced in the process she's either struggled yeah sorry that happened to me yes yeah yeah Yes, I'm sorry. And so many oh, women. Yes, and so many women. No, I know. And and it was um and and I was because I was uh roofied. 
So I was totally out and I woke up to it happening. So that's, that's how it happened to me. Yeah. I was totally wow. out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I too, I lost my virginity through being raped when I was 18. And uh, it was somebody that I was in total trust of. Oh, father figure, an, an uncle, like an uncle figure. And, but in those situations, we are silenced, you know, because normally we go into so much shock that, uh, that the body is being violated. Yes. That we don't know how to handle it. And immediately there's a combination of fear and shame. Yeah. And, and this silences us. So, yes. uh, the voice that would normally rage or scream, yes, or, yes. you know, it gets silenced in this fear lock, you yeah. know, and it's like a like a a noose or a chain, you know, around around the throat. So mm -hmm. then we see a long term effect of that if that energy is not healed, where the voice of uh, our will gets silenced. Mm. And so then the the sexual center gets very um, closed. We we say, oh, I don't feel much, you know, because uh, it's such a trauma and we feel so unsafe in the body that unconsciously we can make a decision to, it's not safe, so I, I don't want to feel that, you know. So when we reconnect uh, the voice, the actual, you know, the vocal cords, they actually mirror in a woman's body um, they mirror the the vagina. They mirror the cervix. They mirror the shape. Wow, and, that is so incredible. Yeah. So when a woman starts to open up her mouth, it's like opening up her vagina, and then she can release that stuck, uh, silenced voice that did not get to express itself in the moment. Mm. And normally, you know, with that process is um, sometimes the voice becomes very loud, it can become very powerful, is it, a deep rage can come out, or a deep anger can come out. But when she reclaims that voice, then with it comes out all that emotion, and then there's space. There's space mm -hmm. in her. She starts to feel again more her, her sexual energy, and she starts to trust more her, her womanly connection intuition yeah. uh, to life sexuality when to say yes to a man when to say no to a man yes. and um, this is an example of how the voice becomes a bridge between the body and the soul because finally that bigger part of her that could see what was happening but was silenced you know yeah it, it joins the voice reconnects it and so then we start to see the flow of a healthy field you know this vibrational energetic field that flows through the body from the soul up from the earth through the body it starts to get restored mm -hmm. yeah but that's incredible one in the body i could take you through many experiences yeah. that have that i've worked with women so for example heart you know heart's another a place where when it closes because it's hurt or mm -hmm. uh, abused or whatever it is, but when the heart energy closes and becomes very small, again, we disconnect 
from that healthy vibrational field of life and the connection to the soul, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we use the voice, the, I discover there's certain frequencies, certain sounds, should I say, that uh, activate that heart center. One of them is, ha, yeah. So give the heart permission to vibrate, to open and open. Mm -hmm. It can actually be physically painful when your heart has been closed for some time mm -hmm. to use the voice to open it back up again. And and uh, and normally with that comes a, a flood of of love, especially when that's the intention of like the meditation practice we're working with. But the sound is super important. That person's uh -huh. And uh, normally they're working with my voice, particularly if they're working on a course or live, mm -hmm. but they've got my voice in it and they've got their own voice uh, reconnecting them to that healthy vibration. I see. I see. Now, um, have you heard of soul language and light language? And do you feel that these sounds are similar to um, the sound? Because I, I speak light language and I'm wondering if some of those vibrations are similar. Uh, I, I've heard of it, but I don't know what those sounds are. So I, I couldn't say. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just, it's interesting. Um, because they can be really low and like, like, and they can be, they can be like really high, but also it's another language. So there's like, um, words spoken and everything, but it, it can have similar effects on healing, but I haven't ever See how you're so scientific about the healing the heart with a specific sound. I haven't, mm -hmm. you know, researched or connected with like the light language and the different sounds associated with uh, different parts of the body or trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've definitely been doing uh, the research because scientists started to approach me when they saw me on stage working, you know, in concerts and things. So they've been measuring um, both my heart while I'm singing, people in the audience, people who are doing uh, the practices, um, you know, through online or through headphones. And they've been using heart um monitors to to test the effect of the voice and it's had profound impact so it's not just particular sounds but it's also um particular frequencies so i started once i started to understand how the body opens and releases then i started to create soundtracks vocal soundtracks and i'm splitting the voice uh so that Physically, I'm singing, there's there's just one voice, but the voice is splitting into harmonic overtones. Mm. Does that make sense? Can, it, can you sing it? Um, okay, so this is a high overtone. So this is no overtone. This is just one note, right? Can you hear that? That's just one note. Yeah, I can. Okay, so then <clears throat> a little mucus in my throat, excuse me. So now I'm going to split the voice. Uh -huh. For example, that's yeah. just one split there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or I might split it, you know, a few times. A little higher, right. But, um, 
And then because, again, because of my ability as a singer, then I've created, and a composer, I've created whole soundtracks that open different centres in the body mm-hmm. using the overtones, um, using, you know, layers of these overtones. Mm. And, um, and people are having profound effects with them. I created one particular soundtrack, actually, because people were in so much stress and anxiety when COVID came out. So I created a mix between a practice to bring people back in the body, activate the will center, the breath, and uh, root the body. And at the same time, I created a soundtrack that they're listening to that harmonizes the whole healthy field using these overtones. Um, and Is that so available on your website, can people find yeah. that? Oh, okay. Yes, from stress and anxiety to inner harmony. It's it's actually for men or women in particular. Right. It's not in practice. Yeah. Uh, so that's an example of the way that I'm using the voice to, uh, it's like quickly tuning people into the healthy field because normally when they've gone into stress, anxiety, there's this sense of coming up and leaving the body or just being above the body or being totally in the top part of the body, very shallow breath, the will center has almost collapsed, you know, (laughs) like there's not really anybody governing the body. And uh, so when you bring people back down and then reharmonize the field with the voices, in 15 minutes you see a radical change. People can come out of panic attacks or whatever, you know, back into into the body. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I just want to share something and I don't know if you and your husband are talking about it, but I I really see you helping um, men. I know your focus is on women and that is so important. This is number one, but I see you helping men be that powerful, like seeing women, like, and your husband doing that too. Are you guys doing couple workshops? Have you guys thought of that? Uh, Of course, we thought about it for years and years. It's been requested for years and years. Oh, requested already. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah well imagine i've been working with thousands of women and they're like can you please help our men and i'm like <laughs> it's your job to help the men i'm giving you the tools now you go oh, help you know that's right that's because it's more empowering that way so that's right but yeah. but just recently um we've been in bali and we've just filmed uh three courses on uh really unconscious relationships and uh, this will be releasing in, in summertime, actually. So very much. And so we've co-created that. We're both on camera. And uh, so that is coming. Very important work because, uh, you know, the greatest, I would say one of the greatest challenges on this planet, it's not global warming. It's how to live in love and relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. It's so true. You know, that that's amazing. I am so excited. I am going to get that course for sure. And, and, you know, some of the way you're talking, I have not researched this or done any courses on this, but it reminds me of Tantra. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so what do you think about how your healing and voice and connection compares to that? So I would say there's not really any comparison because I would say that if we talk about Tantra, we talk about the union between the form and the formless. We talk about the union between the masculine and the feminine. We talk about this infinite love, you know, returning to that source. 
So there's no comparison. It just is that, you know, but I, I certainly, I certainly don't call it Tantra because that is, um, you know, I tend to stay away from all labels if I can. Oh, you know, I see. Mm -hmm. Because I'm very much careful about creating spiritual ideology or ideals, philosophical ideals, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's smelly, it's challenging, you know, and we are that as human beings. So um, my approach is, is very holistic in that way, but I don't tend to categorize as, as a this or a that or a this or a that, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I, I guess a lot because all of it has also come through direct experience of loving, you know, and being loved. And sure, I've, you know, had a phenomenal life. You know, I've really lived like 10 lifetimes in one. Um, so, good job, you know, good job. That makes me very abundant in terms of my life experience that I draw on um, to, to create a pathway for people to return themselves to themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was wondering about some of your albums, Awaken the Snake, The Womb mm -hmm. Mantra, and mm -hmm. the title track of uh, I Am Not a Good Girl. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. So how can these help us step into our power and be more successful in our lives? Yeah. Well, of course, um, of course, that comes from transforming one of the fundamental viruses that is in woman's body. And she has this condition, and it actually doesn't matter what, nearly all cultures suffer from that. And, and that is this fundamental belief that she's not enough. Mm -hmm. And no matter what, they have it too. But they have it in a very different way to women. Okay. Um, because women uh, are the source of the world uh, consumer economy. We consume maybe 70, 80% of what the world's, you know, producing. And in terms of uh, women's cosmetics, clothing, mm. um, technologies. Yeah. And it's based uh, on that. That consumerism is based on that feeling that we all have, Right. Exactly. It's perpetuated consistently through the marketing world. Touch a woman's sore spot. She's not enough. Uh -huh. She's not young enough. She's not beautiful enough. She's not slim enough. She's not curvy enough. She's not, she's just not enough, you know. And, and this is, it's like a fundamental flaw in woman's body or her psyche, actually, until she becomes aware of it. She doesn't know what's driving her. And that very much makes her vulnerable to an extremely intelligent and elaborate um, marketing world, you know, that we live on in the planet, consumeristic world, you know, if we keep women feeling that they're not enough, then they are just going to keep buying and buying and buying and buying. Men, they prod in a different way. In truth. I see. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the way they prod women, you know. And um, so restoring this sense of acceptance of love and understanding actually she carries this virus inside of her 
helps her to be wise enough to start seeing it eating away. And it eats away in her thoughts. She's constantly got these voices in her head. They come from her mother, her friends, her, I don't know, from everywhere, you know, just um, these consolidated subconscious voices that she took in at some point in her life that says to her, oh, you're this, you're not that, you'll never be this, oh, you know, et cetera. And when we start to realize who's in our head constantly devaluing us, um, then we can start to find an antidote to that. The first, the first antidote is to become us come into meditation through the body and restore a lot of love to get this mm. original source energy flowing through the body, through deep practice of um, meditation and using the voice to release a lot of those blocks and traumas that keep the body from being its big self, you know, its big nature. Mm. And uh, so, so it's like dealing with this virus almost on a daily level. It's kind of like, herpes you know so many people have herpes virus in their body of some but it's whether it's a small amount where it doesn't disturb you or whether it's causing enormous but subtle sickness you know um it's like that and so we can as women get that virus down to a minimum because we become conscious of it inside we create an awareness that we can actually start to see those thoughts and start to turn them around and say, no, actually, this is not my voice. This is not my voice. This is a hijack, you know, and this is something else in my head that I have taken on and believed it was my voice, you know, and that's what we get filled up. And that's what eats our confidence mm. because as soon as we're in a situation where we are provoked, that voice comes up and starts to eat our ability to totally trust, you know. Wow, I've got so much love inside of me. I have strength inside of me. I have power inside of me. I have beauty inside of me. And I trust my listening. I trust my knowing. You know, this is when we're really in a state of harmony. But when we provoke and we haven't dealt with these voices in our head that are then our it's like they consume this ability to be able to become big, which we really are. We're very big in our nature, you know, when the body and soul are aligned. Mm -hmm. So this is part of reclaiming uh, ourself, reclaiming ourself from those suckers of the world consumeristic mind that is penetrating your phone every second of every day. <laughs> do you, I was just curious, do you see private clients or do you do in-person retreats? Um, very, 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 rarely. <laughs> very, very, very. Okay, that's a lot of berries. Okay, so don't reach out to her to do that. She's got her process. She's got her courses. She's got, you got to do what she has, do what she offers. So what? That's right. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of, I, I'm, my soul works very good working in big numbers. I'm a big numbers person. You know, I love working one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, through this point of connection. Uh, Interviews. Through, yeah. yeah uh, through the phone. I can work very well, but I work 
best when I'm working in big numbers. I have a capacity to hold a very big field of energy, whether it's online or offline, it doesn't matter. So that's, that is the, let's say, you know, each of us has a special way that we work, right? Some of us work brilliantly one-on-one. -on -one. Some of us work brilliantly one-on-two. Some of us work brilliantly in one in a small group, 10, 20. Some of us work good till 50 and then we've lost that energy. Some of us work good to 100 and some of us work good in thousands, you know? And yeah. it's very important actually for every kind of entrepreneurial person to know where their strength is because if you don't work in your strengths, you lose a lot of energy. Yeah, that makes sense. What is Zen success to you? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. What is it to you? <laughs> Living your best life. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing about your incredible healing music. Thank you for giving us some samples and I'll put your website and how to attend your online events and maybe sign up for courses or download her music and albums. So yeah, Perquad.com. Paraquad.com yeah. is where uh, you can find me, Instagram, Paraquad on Instagram. You can find me. And, of course, on YouTube, I have a lot of uh, music clips, you know, and they're shot in very beautiful places around the world, you know. Of, okay. um, you'll hear all my compositions there, like, for example, Be yourself, don't try to embrace baby there isn't anybody else quite like you don't try to imitate this universe doesn't make mistakes authenticity is the only way you live your life freely be yourself. Wow, what an ending. Thank you for being <laughs> on my show today, Paraguay. Absolute pleasure. It's wonderful to meet a woman of the heart serving other people. A really great pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen Success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen Success in life.